Hello and welcome to Two Broads and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Kelly. I am a white, cishet, short and juicy Gen Xer. That's how I identify today. <laughs> and I am Leslie. Um, I am a white, cis, hetero female living in Canada. We'll put that out there. Today. Oh, yeah. I'm living in the United States. <laughs> I should probably note that. I don't know why, but it felt like it needed to be stated today for some reason. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. I think it's I think it's helpful because that way <laughs> people know where you're coming from. I mean, I live in a I used to live in a more urban setting when I lived in Bayview, but now I live just outside of the city and in on the north side of town. So that's a bit it's a bit of a different environment so I think it I think it makes sense to talk about that and speaking of talking we are talking about the topic of safety and how in our pre-show chat we were like what on earth are we going to talk about because it covers so many things it's such a deep topic yeah and I think any route or rabbit hole you go down you realize there's other avenues that come up. Yes. And so it's it's not easy. So I think today we're just going to kind of talk about the things we kind of some of them that popped up for us, mm -hmm. right? And maybe some burning ones. Maybe come to a conclusion like next time. Yes. Where should we go? Well, what was what was the first rabbit hole that came up for you? I mean, my obvious rabbit hole was well, maybe obvious. I should never say obvious. For me, it was physical safety, right? Yes. Partially because, yeah, partially because I've, I think we've, <laughs> most anybody who isn't a white hetero male has dealt with physical safety at some point in their life. And I think it just popped up, um, you know, worrying about myself, worrying about my, you know, children as well, you mm -hmm. know, and just, it's, it's such a rabbit hole that it just, I couldn't. I don't know. Every second, it just turns into something more, right? And, and uh, it's different than rape. Um, it includes rape culture. It also includes consent. It includes so many things. Harm reduction. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, say harm just, reduction. <laughs> it's just it's really kind of intense, right? Because it gets into for me, it got into like just because I'm a female sitting on the side of the street does not invite you to make me feel unsafe and put power over top of me. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, it is very clear that unless you actually sit in the place with that woman, will you actually see the harm that is thrown at them? Because as soon as another male shows up, all of that stuff stops. Yep. Regardless of who they are. And I think that's, I think it's true with any kind of harm, right? Like, I'm not trying to answer for everybody, but that's perspective, right? You can't understand someone else's perspective because you haven't walked in there. Yeah, shoes. you haven't lived it. No. Mm-mm. So it's, it's difficult, right? And it's not that we want to make it unsafe for every, like, how do you, how do you do this? Right? Because they're not asking for it. Right. Well, why don't you smile? You look pretty. Well, now you look pretty. Now you're being friendly. Now that means you want to talk to, like, it just, it spirals into this yeah. weird yeah. thing that I just don't know what goes on in people's minds when this goes on. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think where mm -hmm. I get the most frustration. I know nobody can see my face right now, but it just frustrates me because I can't, I can't get there. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, ugh. Ugh. yeah, I think of, 
another, uh, sorry, another story just entered my head. And, but Mm -hmm. it, but it's basically, uh, there was a discussion about like, you know, dude was making a friend uncomfortable and basically what she did was, and we'll, and I'm not going to explain the exact situation. You know, she just gave him a hug anyway. And it was like, well, why would she do that? And, 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 you know, I was explaining to my male friend, sometimes it's just easier because if you say no, fucking bitch, you have to deal with violence being hurled at you. So the harm reduction, the less violent thing is just give the dude a fucking hug. Well, that's bonding response, right? That's the response, right? You have, you have fight or flight right which to your point fight would be go fuck yourself Mm -hmm. and then of course it gets worse flight would be you get up and move away from the situation Mm -hmm. which then looks really weird too or fawn which is actually i think what most women do yep is absolutely fawn and it's interesting is that's been showing up on my feed a lot maybe this is why maybe this is just the epiphany i had right now that's been showing up on my feed a lot Yep, is that we fawn to to make it the easiest and then fawning just puts you in a really gross dirty state because but you got out alive you got out alive but you feel still really gross but, yeah but the, but that's the thing yeah. that's the option like there's that saying of like yeah. men are worried that women will embarrass them women women worry that men will kill them like exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it's a exactly. shitty thing all around I know. I know. you know i know just brutal but, you know, and it gets into these weird things as you were talking about earlier, too, is uh, my story that I was telling you earlier, right, was as a, as a young lady, at 13, I was already 5'8", right? Mm-hmm. And I already had probably a C-sized cup. Who knows, right? For me, that was big, right? Like, yeah. I looked like I could pass as a 20-year-old, yeah. right? And so I had 30-year-old men hitting on me all the time. Yeah. And when they'd find out I was 13, do you think they'd be like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do anything. Maybe I should take, you know, stop talking to her and just, you know, treat her like my little sister or something. Oh, God, no. They're going to still continue it. They're just going to be in it now. They're in it to win it. Yeah. You know, it's like, come on. And like, the I didn't know she was is going to save them. Exactly. And it's not like that's the thing when you get into statutory rape, right? They talk about that where it's like, well, I didn't know she was 13. It's like, well, I'm sorry. That's part of the questions you need to ask, right? right? You don't make assumptions. Like, duh. So I get just, ugh, I don't even know where to go with it, to be honest. You know, it's the brain just starts going and spiraling. And Well, anyways. let me, there, there's two that I want to scream about. <laughs> sorry, everyone. This like- is just a screaming at the sky session. So... Well, I think we're trying to figure out where we want to talk, right? It's like, it's, there's too much. Yeah, there, so there is, there's too much. So the, so the, here's the two that I will give. One is, so I've been watching the show Euphoria on HBO. It, uh, you know, five stars would recommend. It is, there are difficult moments in it. Just so if you're not ready for that, then just skip it. But one of the things that really, and this was in the first season too, was the, coercion of a boyfriend 
videoing you doing some type of sex act or just yeah. videoing it without you knowing it, without consent, yep. and then uploading that yep. shit to the internet. And I'm sure right. some people would be like, oh, this is just fantastical. But yet, I mean, no. a few years ago, there was that whole thing about revenge porn. And also, too, one of the things they mentioned in this show, which I thought this was kind of brilliant, was they talked about child pornography laws and how, like, in their state, like, if you, you know, receive nudes, send nudes, whatever, like, you could get charged. Like, that's kind of an undergoing theme, like, a little bit in the first season. Sorry, spoilers. But the, to me, it was just like the, well, you know, you said I could, and it's like, and there's like a scene where you like you see the look on the girl's face of like just absolute shame like she was doing it because she wanted to be liked right only to be betrayed later and it's like so there's consent and then there's like how yeah how do you feel safe in those situations like i don't think you can well, no and that's a really uh, I know. Yes, Hollywood fantasizes some stuff, yes. right? Or yeah. drop over dramatizes. I honestly though don't believe that's over dramatized. I actually, and this is purely my speculation, mm-hmm. that more cases go undocumented than documented. Yeah. Right? I mean, that is the case. I think when the whole you know, my comment when the Me Too thing was really blowing. Mm-hmm. I was like, who isn't going to say anything? Because I don't think I know one person who really doesn't, you know? Yeah. And the ones yeah. that who said they didn't, I actually know someone who's like, I've never really had this kind of situation. And then we kind of started talking through it and she'd realized she'd actually blocked the situation oh, from her mind. That is some shit right, right? there. <laughs> so, or she just didn't even realize that that was yep. really what was going on, right? Because she's, again, she's either fawning and she's just accepted or she's just kind of thinking everything's okay so well a bit like what we talked about in autonomy when you are you know socially you know raised basically give uncle johnny a hug like when you know in your gut like i don't want to but you're kind of coerced but not kind of you're coerced into it anyway because that's the polite thing to do it branches out into these other pieces of life hence the scene that i'm talking yeah. about in euphoria yeah yeah <laughs> i want to be a good girl power it all comes down to power too oh, right God. like that who's got the power dynamics mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah so i i think it's just i would say my suspicion on that situation i think is more often than not you know and that's why i'm i mean i'll be honest with my three kids none of them want to be videotaped for anything right so I respect their requests because I think they're actually kind of aware of this stuff already mm-hmm. and thinking about it as, as very, very young adults are not even adults yet, you know? So it's, yeah. it's interesting to see. And that started, by the way, when they were like 10, yeah. you'd be like, I don't know if I want to be recorded. I'm like, okay. You know, like, are you okay if I share this picture? Yep. I'm okay. Like, oh yeah. I, I, I have a friend. She was like, there will never be pictures of my children on the internet. No. Ever. Like, well, I mean, until they're like 18 yeah. and consenting, but she was just like, I do right. not put nope. pictures of them on my social media. Nope. And I know we've kind of derailed on this, but that's also safety too, right? It is. That's maybe potentially safety for your kids and their future. Like I, I look at some kids these days, kids these days, some parents are putting so much out of their kids on the social media 
those kids are going to walk into school and be like, oh, I see everything you've ever done. I know so much about you already. I know. And they may not because it's a perspective. It's the view from what their parents have mm-hmm. shown. So anyways, just, yeah. Yeah. It's so it's a lot. It's, it's so much. Mm-hmm. And then I would be, what was your other the one? other one was the Reddit, the subreddit thing. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep, and yep. this one is brutal, people. So we should have given a trigger warning for this whole fucking episode. So this one is pretty terrible. And I can't remember which article this came from. But it's basically there is a subreddit. And I'm not I don't know if I'm using the lingo correctly because I'm not on Reddit. But there is a subreddit of dudes. I'm going to say dudes who download an app to their phone. It's like a quote unquote fembot. And what they do is they abuse it and then they post the screenshots and they laugh about it. And the first thing I thought of when I read this article, I was just like, you know, serial killers do something similar. Like, you know, one of the things with like profiling is that they slowly escalate and then they finally kill. And it's like, okay, so this is your slow escalation into finally abusing a real person. Uh And that's what freaked me out about it. I'm just kind of like, what is, what the fuck is going on that people are like, because I wish we could say, well, at least they're not abusing real people. Well, how do we know? (laughs) But here's the other interesting thing, though. And And again, like shame, I'm really, really working to take shame me not shaming so i want to be really careful i right? know i know same what I'm trying to say. but what's interesting though is these folks that are doing that i think deep down they know something is off with it like it doesn't meet the social contract mm-hmm. because it wouldn't be in this sub dark cavernous corners of reddit it would be an app you could get on the apple store do you know what i mean yeah. like when you know something is awry, you sniff it, right? And you're like, I'm going to creepily hide this behind closed doors because abusing women isn't a good idea, but I want to do it anyways. Like, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a little bit of like, you know, something is off. And I know, I know people, if you have kinks, we were talking about yeah. that, like you could have a kink that, sure, I get it. But not if, everybody if gets you're, it. Yeah. I, get I mean, it, if you've but, got a kink and if we don't kink shame on this podcast and, no, you know, and it's happening between two consenting adults and, and whatever, right. like I, sure. But right. this was one of those but things when I read it, it was worrisome to me. Like I, like I read it and I was like, I normally like as a person who lives in a the body of a woman um I you know I have my own things where I don't feel safe like reading that article I was like Jesus Christ yeah 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 and I mean I'm a 47 year old woman I mean for the most part I am invisible to society oh I know but I I worry about I work but I I do like watching euphoria I'm just kind of like god I'm my heart hurts for the youth it really does (laughs) what is there though like there's still weird situations I notice still going on right and you're just like what is sniff sniff this feels really weird so mm, it just I don't know it, it's such a complicated situation right because there's no I think the struggle I had Kelly was like figuring out like that, unlike some of the other things where I can work on this mm-hmm. I don't actually know what I can work on do you know what I mean like I feel this one's totally kind of beyond my control like it's not just raising my son properly, right? Yeah. 
because he's going to also have peer pressure and stuff too. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. No matter how yeah. much you do as a parent, I will tell you no matter how much you try. Oh yeah. It doesn't mean there's going to be perfection, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be problems. But it's like, there's nothing in my control with this situation, right? Because like we talked about it. What am I going to do? Yell, punch, scream? Yeah, that ain't going to help. Like, that's just going to make the whole situation weirder, right? And I still get abused, right? It It's just this cycle, right? Yeah. Well, and in, in our, you know, in our pre-show chat, you were talking about how, like, I mean, and, I mean yeah. men need to, this is their fucking problem, like 100%. they need they they need to deal with it. Like anytime a dude is just like, it, it is the not all men thing. It's like then go have conversations with dudes who make you fucking look bad. But they don't realize. <laughs> so do you remember who is the guy? And I don't even want to say his name. He was the swimmer who raped the woman while she was drunk. Oh my god! I don't even know. You remember his? Oh, there's so many of them, right? That's God, be the next I, I have no idea so who you're talking about. I didn't even know this story well, existed, but okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a couple of years ago. He um, found her drunk on the side of the part at the dorm, and and you know had sex with her, of course, or raped her. <laughs> raped her, right? Yeah, he didn't have sex. He raped her, and so the whole case was like, how could she even consent? Because she wasn't even awake, and all these things. And I still remember the odd conversation we had in our house because I legit honestly think all guys have gone through this weird situation where they're with some woman or person mm-hmm. will say that they want to stick their dongle in. And I know I'm going to put it that way, make it sexy. <laughs> and the person isn't quite present. Yeah. I don't always know that. I think they, so I, I the feeling in my house was like, I think that's the hard part for these guys, right? Is it like, oh my God, that could be, could have been me. I actually can think of a situation where maybe I did that. Holy shit, I'm a bad guy. And so again, it goes back to this, like all good, all bad. We've got to let guys be not good guys, right? Oh, he's one of the good guys. We got to stop. Cat- I think if we can get away from categorizing people, good and bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, I, no, I totally like, do. Uh, get out of that binary kind of thinking of it because I think what happens is we then shame something they may have made a mistake on. Like, I think we've all messed up and I'm not trying to say like, you know, <laughs> you know, so-and-so raped somebody and I'm okay with it now. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I, I think when I see guys listening to these conversations, they think it's not them. And then when they start realizing it could have been them, they start getting really weirdly uncomfortable because now they're a bad guy, you know, and we all don't want to be considered bad. We're too binary, you know. Well, so, and our ego doesn't, our about. ego does not like that, you know. No. Ego does no. not like being attacked. And then ego will be yeah. like, you know, ego, you know, ego will be like, well, I didn't do this, right. hor- you know, I'm, you right. know, I'm not Jim Jones. So therefore, I'm not yeah. not and it's like, guy. well, yeah. you know. But it's teaching it's teaching the guys to know how to react when they see that. Right. And I think that's changing. Like I think consent is becoming a really common thing and consent doesn't mean having sex or hanging out with people isn't fun anymore. It just means you need to keep checking in with each other. In fact, I think it would make it more potentially interesting because now you're actually talking about it versus having the awkward, weird conversation, like awkward non-conversational moments, you know, that you go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe, maybe, I don't know. Does he want it? Does she want it? I don't know. Do do do. And they do that weird dance, right? If you just be like, 
blunt about it, maybe it's all going to be better in the end. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, and and that's always one of the things that I come back to, especially when we talk about, com- especially when we talk about center of power. Um, you know, right. I hear a lot about like well as there's more equity you know you've got to give up power I'm just kind of like I don't necessarily believe that because I and and this is just my own personal thought on this is that like the more equity we have and the more empowered people are that actually that actually brings more power like wouldn't it be nice if you could have the whole spectrum of emotions available to you wouldn't it be great to actually talk about these things and not bury them and then and then you end up having to go and abuse a fembot like what like what like you know you could actually you could actually like win big on this at least that's Mm -hmm. that's how I think of it Mm -hmm. I don't know (laughs) yeah it's interesting but I mean see yeah but in the end safety is everywhere right it's physical safety mental safety I don't know. You could just take it anywhere, right? Like there's just, and you're right. Maybe it comes back to autonomy. I mean, if we could really tie all of this, your safety is autonomy. We looked at it with that solvent. I don't know. This is there's like an idea. I feel like I want to go peel around with, you know. Well, and we talked about this a little bit in the autonomy episode. I mean, as as a woman living in the United States right now with, you know, Roe v. Wade being overturned, like every day we get closer to June, I'm just like feeling less and less safe just because, you know, I'm not seen as a full human. Right. And and but there's a lot of people who aren't seen as a full, full, full human. I mean, I know as a white woman, I got a lot right. of freaking privilege, right. but yeah, exactly. But still. That's what I'm wondering, though. It's, it's- look at others autonomy and be like well wait a minute they have the right to you know sit you know like i was saying to you in the pre-show just because a woman's naked walking down the street doesn't mean that she wants you to catcall her yeah you know what i'm saying like those are two separate things like it's just you know our little prudish ways get us so caught up and it comes down to all these messed up religious things we've got still peeled up in our head no matter how hard we try yeah Feel it back and just we look at every individual's autonomy. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I've just got to feel down that route and see. But. Well, I can, I can, we're at 23 minutes. So uh, you want me to share a positive safety story? Sure. Sure. Let's so, do that. So this is going to be more in your, men- this is going to be more in the mental health variety. And this is a personal story. Okay. Um, so uh, I started back up with EMDR. Um, because I won't go into the details, but I had a thing that happened where I was just like, oh shit, that's some stuff that needs to be reprocessed. Um, and I'm not going to go into details about it, but it's pretty heavy. And so when I was talking to my, when I was talking to my therapist about it, I was like, you know, this is, you know, this is what I want to do. This is my goal. And she was like, okay. (laughs) She was like, we can't. She said, we can't process it, though, until you have safety in being able to process it. So she took me yeah. through this process of yep. of being able to feel safe within my own head um, so that when we do the actual sessions... And what I thought was so incredibly cool was that I was able to take the version of me 
that was having a hard time and create a safe space inside my head. And then I was able to like mentally create like two guardians for myself. And I, I love EMDR because it's, it can, it's almost like it's close to chaos magic in some ways. But to me, just knowing that like I have those spaces and I have those, um, I mean, I guess we can call them thought forms, yep. you know, made me feel so incredibly safe. And it was, and it was interesting because like I conjured them up. So it brought me down to this place of like, of like seeing actually how much power I do within my own mind to feel safe. So there's like your esoteric (laughs) feeling safe within yourself, but that's what trauma informed therapy is all about. I was going to say, and that, and everybody needs access to that, right? That would be the next thing. Yes. It's like not everybody has access. So how do you help? How do we help people who don't can tap into that? Right. But no, again, because I've, I've got health insurance and it's paid for through that. Like that's okay that you did. And that's great that that works. Right. And it's like, and I think that's part of, I mean, we could argue that everybody has, I I feel like everybody should have the right to safety, right? I mean, that's part of the autonomy side of it. Yeah. It's just, how do we ensure that for everybody? Because it's, it's not even close. No, no. And I worry. You're black, whether you're LGBTQ, you know, so anyways. Yeah. And I worry about that all the time that we won't see it in our lifetime. I mean, I'm seeing some... I'm seeing some things where it, it where it's more accessible, but mm-hmm. yeah, I need yeah, we need more. Well, I think it, I think it goes back to not to like drag on the conversation. I think what it needs to go back to is if we can really think as a community versus yeah. as individuals, right? Which is really a characteristic of whiteness, right? Is we are very individualistic. Yes. So your problem, your and really, it's a problem in the community. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to go off and see what other communities that actually act like communities, right? Learning from the folks that are doing the work, what are they doing to help create safety? It, yeah. Right? It, yeah, exactly. Exactly Which that. could include getting rid of the police. Could be, you know, lots of things. We, you know, toss it out there. Yeah. So. I mean, decon- yeah, the whole, like, deconstructing of the police. And I also think, you know, just just having services, available to people makes all the difference in the world I was listening to sorry last thing I'm going to say I was listening to a podcast about how and this is simply from the United States point of view um how social services since the era of my fucking favorite president Reagan has (laughs) and I mean that sarcastically um you know has been on the decline and that has right. made us less safe because right. people have less access to resources and it makes us less safe. Yep. It makes us weaker yep. and it's, yep. it, it infuriates me that God, this has been a hard one. I'm going to be, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be honest with you. It's been hard. <laughs> well, it's a hard one because I think it's systemic. Right? Yeah. It's systemic in, in so many ways, right? It's just, it's in the system we live in. It's in the mindset we live in. It's going to take, it's a taking a lot of work. And is it possible? Maybe. I, I think it is. There's got to be communities out there where mm-hmm. it might be working for folks. So yeah. that might be my for today. Yeah. 
Okay. Anyways, on that note. So yeah, with that, <laughs> I'm going to stop screaming at the sky. I get very emotional about yeah. these things. Um, so you can follow us on the number two broads and a bottle of wine on Instagram. Please reach out to us and talk to us about the safety episode. Like if there is a specific avenue you would like for us to go with it, let us know. We'll do we'll do an episode on it. Yeah, if you have a suggestion, we take it because I yeah I'm gonna do some checking around and get outside of uh, what I know. Go find some folks who know what they're talking about. Yeah, most so. definitely. That's a really that's a really good homework assignment for me too. So hey, yeah, I'm gonna go check it out. So we'll see what we can do from there. Cool. Okay. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah, stay safe. Safe wave. Wear a mask. Bye. Bye.